Hello, my friends. I want to tell you something and I want you to carry this with you every day for the rest of your life. So listen carefully. Yes, you do have a glorious future. Yes, you do. You, you do have a glorious future. Starting this second, I want you to say this out loud in spite of everything that you may be feeling and thinking. Yes, I do have a glorious future. Put your name there. Yes, I, Mindy, have a glorious future. Vision is about the future, not the past. Vision is about the future, not the past. So your past has nothing to do with your future. Get out of your comfort zone. You can repair. You can, you know, I like to think of um, paralleling things with exercise sometimes. Sometimes when we haven't exercised for a year or two, which has been the case with many of us during the pandemic, maybe three years, maybe four years, um, we think that we've just lost something. But we have something called muscle memory and our joints, our body, um, our bones, they're incredible that they have this natural response to repair if we do certain things. So I know I used to be very, very flexible. Um, I used to dance. And when I get through seasons where I'm doing a lot of work that is more sedentary and that part of exercising and stretching isn't as realistic. When I get back to it, I know that my body will respond if I'm consistent over a number of days, maybe a few months, and I'll get there. So that's just one example. It's how you look at it and how you respond to everything. Like, I'll fix this. I'll get there. Get out of your comfort zone. Do something today, even if it's five minutes of something that you feel very intimidated by, whether you always wanted to write, whether you always wanted to sing, whether you feel that you um, are ready for a higher position in your work field, spend five minutes and actually do something, apply for something else. Just one job, just apply for something else. Get out of your comfort zone. If you are not happy with the people that you've surrounded yourself. They may be into very negative things, um, maybe some dangerous things. Maybe you feel put down or used or whatever. Step out of your comfort zone and make a call to somebody that you admire, that is doing something positive, that is on a spiritual path, and just ask you know something about do you want to have coffee? Do you want to have tea? What's the worst? They can say no. But your vision is about your future and not your past. And the devil, the enemy of our soul, tries to bring thoughts to us all the time. Every single person, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, that you did it wrong. If you are divorced or um, you know your spouse left you, then, um, you know, the thoughts of woulda, coulda, shoulda. But if you just look at your future and just 
act as God sees you, that this is a day you've never seen before. This is the day that the Lord has made. What is your vision? There's hope for you. You know, I have friends that are single and they love their life in the Lord. They are so happy. You know, they talk to me about they um, could spend all their time pursuing all these different things because they have all, they have more time. Um, they can, they can make new friends. They could be part of organizations. They could just have alone time at home. They can decorate each room in their house or move things or create one room to just be empty to work out in. And there's nobody else to disagree with them. And the way that they go about, um, their life, you know, seem, they're very happy. They're very joyful. They're very, um, productive. And it's really easy for somebody in that position to, um, to envy the, when they see a couple together, but, you know, and then the people who have, a, who are in marriages, you know, to feel like, well, I, I don't have the freedom to go to the gym every day or start, you know, this, what I've always wanted to do to paint, to, um, to be part of, um, whatever, you know, there could be some organization that you've always wanted to help, but that was dear to your heart, whether it's, um, you know, help creating, being a place, a safe haven for, um, foster children, so many things, um, children that need a safe place that are being rescued from sex trafficking. There's so many things that we can help with. And even if it's not that, maybe seem extreme to you, like opening your home, giving your time, um, giving your time tutoring kids that are from families that can't afford, you know, tutors are extremely expensive and the public schools don't offer um, often what they used to offer. It's like a needle in a haystack to find the classes or, or the help that your child needs. I mean, some do, I'm not downing teachers that are working really hard in the public school system, but they do need help. They, you know, communities need volunteers and it's not just low income communities. You know, everybody can use a mentor. Everybody can use encouragement. Every child, um, can, every family can use, can use some help in some way, even if it's not financial. So just be open. Ask the Lord every day, where am I needed today? Where can I make a difference? And your life will be full of so much purpose. I know couples that never had children and they are doing such amazing things and they are so happy and they are living their life and enjoying it. And I know other families that have many children and they're doing the same. You know, don't, when we start to put ourselves in these preconceived ideas and these categories, like, oh, I have to go the rest of my life. Um, I'm not married anymore, or I never did get married, or I wasn't able to have kids, or what if I, you know, didn't have kids at an early age, and I would have gotten that degree. Stop it. Stop it right now. Like you can pursue all that now. And stop comparing this old saying, you know, stop comparing your insides with somebody's outsides. You don't know just because they live in a large house somewhere that, um, that these people are, you know, really as, you know, 
whatever, um, every moment of their life is just happy as they're fronting. You know, people who, I find that people who want to constantly talk about their accomplishments and how much this and that is worth um, that somebody gifted them with, I mean, constantly talk about that and never ask you about yourself, never are you know, um, really happy. Like the conversation is about them most, most of the time, you know, they're needy. They, I don't care if they're worth, you know, a hundred million dollars. It's like, there's something missing there. And you and I need to be very comfortable that our joy is not dependent on being, you know, the um, proverbial homecoming queen, homecoming king, that we don't need that from people, that we could just be content where we are, whatever station that is in life. That doesn't mean we don't dream. That doesn't mean we can't have um, more, have a better, um, you know, the things that we've always wanted to do that we, we can't prosper in them. And not everything is financial. For me, what I have always longed for more than financial, even though finances are usually necessary for things. But um, I've always wanted to flourish create creatively, and I've always wanted a certain um, athletic, um, how should I say, um, a, a certain a- athleticness. I don't know if that's the right word to my physical body that I would be flexible, I would have a lot of energy all the days of my life. And I would be able to, you know, walk long distances, um, keep up with a dance class, a Zumba class, so to speak, and just be able to, like I said, be flexible, do the headstand and things like that all the days of my life and be strong. And and I've, I praise God for that. I praise God that I am creative and I can lend my creativity in in many different areas and I'm a I'm a dreamer I'm a visionary so it's really important ask God you know that you flourish in the gifts that he gave you and stop trying to compare yourself to somebody else and I just want to leave you it's like well where is that in the scriptures Mindy those of you who are maybe thinking that um well read Matthew 18 where um Jesus says that you need to come to him as a child. Let me read this out of the Passion Bible. Uh, at, At that time, the disciples came to ask Jesus, who is considered to be the greatest in heaven's kingdom realm? Isn't that just like us? Who's superior? You know, we always do you. We really need to feel superior to somebody to feel good about ourselves. I mean, think about it. That's really against, um, that's really against what Jesus thought. That's really against, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where each one of us is part of the body and we're not to think of ourselves more than, um, you know, than we ought to think. We're not to think of others. We don't, it's really, I think, a horrible thing that we need to think of others as inferior to us um, for us to feel good about ourselves. And I just want to say, you know, we should never put down people who have finances ever, who have money and beautiful houses and things. That is awesome. That's beautiful. And But on the other hand, if we are those people and we have that, um, we are not to feel that we are 
um, superior to anybody else because you can't add one day to your life. You that doesn't give you godly character. You know that like if you have a big house and an amazing. I saw a Bentley SUV the other day. I didn't even know that they made them. And if someone were to give me one, I would receive one very gladly with no shame. So I am not, you know, um, no shame in your game. If you know you got one, that is awesome. But um, you know, praise God for that. But we can't, you know, sometimes it, it's just so easy. We think we're not doing it, but we're feeling superior to other people because they don't have this. They didn't have this degree that we have. And we got to stop it because I promise you that any other person on the face of this planet, including a child, is going to have some aspect of the way they see things, something that they're able to do that um, is above what we can do. For example, a child, do you ever see the way a child moves around? Like they have a flexibility that we don't, they're able to learn a second language in a nanosecond. I know because I used to teach preschool in my 20s to, um, to all Korean children and they, Kore, um, Korean was their first language. And those children in it, Oh man, it seemed like months they picked up English and they had two languages going on. You know how hard that is to do, but children can do that. So, you know, even a child has some aspect, some something that they can do that's easier than us. Did you ever try to follow a child all day long, say like a four-year-old, and do all the physical things they do all day, day long, the way that they can move, the way that they can twirl, and they think it's funny to get dizzy, they can fall and not hurt themselves. You know, even a child, like everybody has something. And I just want to squash that. Do not compare your insides with somebody's outsides. Um, so I, I was reading about... Um, when Matthew 18, when Jesus said, when the disciples asked Jesus, who is considered to be the greatest in heaven's kingdom, in, in heaven's kingdom realm, it's like, guys, look in the mirror, like, check out yourselves. You know, they, they were in competition big time and they were with Jesus. So how much more do we got to work on that in ourselves? And we need to like examine our own selves and stop going when we hear these messages, you know, about competition and feeling superior. Yeah, that's um so-and-so. Yeah, I, I know they're like that. And um, you know, they think that they're all that in a bag of chips. It's always they, 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 they. We need to look in ourselves because those, those are those little tiny cobwebs that, you know, in our best spiritual version of ourselves on the greatest spiritual day of our life, you know, we need to check out that we're not like that because then we get, you know, we're spiritual, we're doing the do, you know, we're, we're at the gym and, you know, for an hour in the morning, we prayed 48 hours in a 24 hour day and we read the Bible throughout the year. And then all of a sudden, you know, we stick our nose up at somebody who didn't do all that. So yeah, um, <laughs> that ain't the way to go. We need to work on godly character. The gifts of the spirit are just blessings. They're just bestowed upon us, but nobody has a, um, nobody has a head start on character. That takes, um, discipline, patience, deciding, make a, making a decision to be loving and joyful and peaceful, not by your emotions, because you made a decision to do that. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to see this. 
scripture where it talks about, um, okay, about unity. B, make a decision that you are going to be an example of unity and a peacemaker today. And uh, verse 12 in 1 Corinthians 12 says, this is the Passion Bible, because it's the Bible I happen to have open at the moment. And sometimes I go to the Old King James, the New King James, the English Standard Version. Um, you know, I, I compare um, different Bibles, but... Um, to be, you know, raw with you, I didn't compare at this moment uh, all the different versions of the scripture. I just happened to have the Passion Bible open, and it says in verse 12, 1 Corinthians 12, just as the human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit, we all are immersed and mingled into one single body by one spirit, the same spirit. And no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. And you can, you know, in modern day, you could see, okay, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, you could take that whatever um, racially we are, whether we're rich, we're poor, we're black, we're white, we're green, we're purple, we're... Um, you know, we're um, native to the land, we're immigrants, whatever. Um, we have three degrees, we have no degree, we have one degree, um, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. God is and his gifts and his power toward us is available to each and every one of us through Christ Jesus. In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. Verse 15. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still a vital part of the body. And if the ear were to say, since I'm not an eye, I'm not really part of the body. It's forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. Think of it this way. If the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? And if the whole body were just an ear, how could it smell different fragrances? But God has carefully designed each member. That's you. That's me. I'm going to make this personal to you. But God has carefully designed you and placed you in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required, for if the body consists of one single part, there, would, there wouldn't be a body at all. And um, this is including um, everybody who is quote-unquote disabled, okay? That's me talking right there. Now I'm going to continue to read the scripture, verse 20. So now we see that there are many different parts and functions, but one body, and um, there's this part that it says, um, the parts in verse 23, the body parts we think are less honorable that we think, not that are less honorable, but the body parts we think are less honorable, we treat with greater respect. And the body parts that we need to be that need to be covered in public, we treat with propriety and clothe them. Um, but some of the body parts don't require as much attention. Instead, God has mingled the body parts together, giving greater honor to the lesser members who lacked it. So in other words, okay, you, did you ever see your kidneys? Your kidneys. You might have seen a picture of kidneys, but you've never seen your kidneys. Because if you've had, if you've been operated on, hopefully you were asleep. Although I've heard in, um, I'm just going to say this in North Korea, I just heard, um, 
I can't think of her name, but if you read the girl um, who escaped North Korea, there's a book out. Okay, just just listen to me. Just read it. And you'll be very thankful, and it, it'll really stir your heart to help people. I'm just going to say that. But um, I just had to mention her right now in reading this because it blew my mind to hear her um, interviewed the other day. She's been. In, I've heard a few interviews with her. But there's only two women I know of that I've read about that have escaped North Korea recently. So anyways, if you are on that note, if you are feeling, um, you know, sorry for yourself, we all go to that place. Read about that. Read about that. And it's going to inspire you. And I promise you it will inspire you. And it will open your heart to great empathy and great concern. Um but I just wanted to say about this that, you know, even though we've never seen our kidneys, we've never seen our liver, we go forth. Um, they're not something pretty. I, when you see the insides of the body, they all seem like brown, mushy globs of stuff. But would you even be alive today without a heart, without um, veins in your body, without arteries in your body? You know, these are things you don't even see. And this is kind of, I'm kind of comparing this to the body of Christ, like people that, you know, you just walk by every day or just people, period, that you don't think matter. And they do. And that also, I'm talking about disabled people. One of my favorite secular musicians is Stevie Wonder. And um, what he has done musically is amazing. Like he's, uh, that man without any vision can, um, since he was like a little kid, the way that he plays, I, I don't think there will ever be a better harmonica player. Um, what he does with keys, he innovated stuff on synthesizers, you know, sounds and things um, in the, what was it, the 70s, the 80s that have, the, it was written in my um, music history textbook in college. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's many people like that, that um, you know, that they didn't even have vision and they've done amazing things. They didn't have hearing. So nobody is less than, nobody is indispensable. No, there's not one person on this earth that could be greatly needed, greatly needed. And everybody should be greatly cherished. So if you walk around like a detective today and you realize that whether it's in the workplace on your block, you know, are people feeling cherished today? You can make a difference in that. Um, so Anyways, back to back to you. Yes, you do have a future. Yes, you have a glorious future. Yes, you do have a glorious future. And I even want to talk about, um, you know, my brothers and sisters who are incarcerated. You know, they are the most, some of the most unforgotten and discarded people on the universe. And Jesus said, you know, you've done this to me. If you haven't visit the sick and the prisoners, you haven't visited me. So I just want to admonish you, don't think about somebody who needs a visit in the hospital today. Think about a single mother who needs help today, who maybe can, you know, use somebody to go to the grocery store and bless them with groceries or just even do the errand if you don't have the money. Think about um, somebody today who's incarcerated. If you can't do anything else, pray for them. And if you are incarcerated, hey, when you woke up this morning, um, I hope that you can hear this. When you woke up this morning, you had a ton of people around you that need encouragement. And if you, you know, have the spirit of God in you, you have the, um, you have the wherewithal to do something amazing and, and to lift up 
you know, the people to the right and the left of you and to change the atmosphere of where you're at. And just know that I'm praying for you and that there's a lot of people out here that are thinking about you and, and, um, and creating programs and ministries, um, to help you even this very second. So you are not forgotten. You are not discarded. Um, and so, I just want to say, forget all the preconceived ideas, forget your past, get out of your comfort zone. Don't the dreams that you've let be discarded. You're not too old. Um, you're not too bald. <laughs> you're not, um, don't look at your physical appearance because, uh, you're, you know, God sees you as beautiful. And I promise you, if you do want a relationship, somebody else will see you that way. Um, and, and that vision is not about your past. It's about your future. Okay. And that when Jesus said, I never finished reading John 18, my point when, um, the, the disciple said, I'm going to just paraphrase this whole thing. Now I'm not going to read it word for word, but when the disciples said, who is the greatest, who is the greatest? First of all, wrong question. What can I do today? You know, instead of stop seeing myself as, you know, through the eyes of the accolades of others. Um, and Jesus called the little one, a child to his side and said to them, learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking dramatically. That's all of us guys. That's those of us who've been Christians for 200 years. I'm being facetious here. That's all of us who've you know, who have graduated, um, Bible schools. Um, those of us who think we're all that because, um, you know, you've become yogis or you become this or that, that's everybody, uh, you know, um, lawyers, doctors, everybody, um, we've got to change our thinking dramatically because we've all got messed up thinking. We are all messed up in our minds and, we need to renew our minds in line with how God sees us. So we need to change our thinking dramatically, um, and we need to become teachable. So be changeable. What's teachable? Be changeable. Um, be um, again. Be come. I I like things simple. Mind, simple things for simple minds because I have a simple mind. So I'm going to give you some bullet points here. Um, be changeable. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't have any preconceived ideas about yourself or about others. Again, be changeable. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't have any preconceived ideas about yourself or about others. Um, be like a detective today to see where you can bring joy in a situation, where you can bring help in a situation, where you can let somebody else know that they are cherished. They are cherished. They're cherished in God's eyes. So what can you do to let the person know to the right or the left of you that you are, that they are cherished and know that yes, you do have a glorious future. And Jesus said to come to him as a child because child children have no baggage. They don't have baggage. They don't have a past. So you too forget your past. Know that you are loved. Know that the power of God is exceedingly great towards you. And that Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, um, it's not about joining a church but that you hear my phone ringing, guys, um, but I'm ignoring it right now, but that Jesus is calling you. He wants to give you um, a beautiful, abundant life of deliverance, of greater opportunities than you've ever known. He wants you to know how loved you are, and he forgives everything. So um, have a blessed day, and 
I think I have said everything that the Lord wanted me to say. And so check out my website, MindyJoyMinistries.com, and um, contact me at um, MindyJoyMinistry uh, Mindy at gmail.com. Okay, have a blessed day.